Well, hello, my friends, and good Monday morning to you. We thank you so much for stopping by today. If this is one of your first times, you might not know that my name is Roger. Behind the scenes is my wife, Angie, and together we make up the Barnabas Bridge. We try to come here uh, Monday through Friday on a regular basis, and just the, the folks that are able to stop by, we, we open up God's Word, and we look for a little bit of encouragement as we head out into our days. So another thing that we normally do here is that we ask a question, and, and since this is Monday morning, we're going to ask a question that will take us through the week. And this one this week, it's a, it's a big question. It's a, maybe one of the biggest questions of uh, human race, really. It is, who am I? Uh, you know, that's a question that if you look back at all the Greek philosophers and people, the mental or the intellectual giants of the past, they, they, they've asked that question on a repetitive basis. Who am I? Trying to establish um, really how they fit into the world. But it's not just the people that are uh, learned and, and high intelligence, because even, the, even a baby, if you watch them, they're, they're, they're moving around, they're crawling, and they want to get places because they're in, in many different ways, whether they're putting something in their mouth or just touching things or trying to make eye contact with an adult, um, they are trying to find their place. And so in reality, even children, babies even, are asking that question, who am I? But you know, in this life, in this world, that answer, who am I, it's not a static thing. At my age, at, at 63 years old now, uh, who am I has changed so many times throughout my life, from a young man to a father to a grandfather. Uh, the job career that I had and the job career that God has moved me into, those things move around. And so when I ask the question in a worldly sense, who am I, it, it seems like... <laughs> More often than not, I'm more like one of the infants, and I'm kind of feeling around to see where I fit in in this new season of my life. And so that question truly is a, a big, lifelong process of trying to find out who I am. But you might guess that uh, where we're going to go this week is a place where that identity of who we are uh, never, ever changes. In fact, the truth of the matter is that huge question that we seek to answer is uh, doesn't count on the seasons or our positions or our family status or anything like that because we're going to ask the question who am I and we're and we're going to allow God uh, to speak through us to scripture and, and say we who are we in Jesus Christ so it's a huge question and, and I want to start out in a place today in John chapter 9 and if you have your Bibles with you I, I hope and you're able you're not driving or anything like that obviously you have the opportunity to open them up. Um, there's a story in there, and, and we're kind of really looking at the whole chapter of, of 9, John. And so obviously we're not going to read it all. But I hope that you can go there and just kind of pour through this passage. Because it is really so important uh, for us to kind of grasp in the understanding of the changes of life. Uh, sometimes dramatic, sometimes instant, uh, sometimes over the long haul. Uh, but then where it really settles at the end is the answer that we're after this week. In chapter 9 of John, it starts out, and, and it's about Jesus healing a blind man, a, a man who had been blind from birth, in fact. And, and there, there, it goes through the entire uh, account, the historical account, of how Jesus talks to this man and then brings healing to him. And so but during the... Um, discourse, it's kind of an interesting side note 
of how the other people in the, in the story are responding to this blind man. There's the apostles, uh, there's the blind man's parents, and then there's the religious authorities, how they all respond to him. And so they look at him in a way that he used to be, <laughs> interestingly enough, as a blind man. And that's how they're, um, the, if they said, who is that man? And really probably himself, who are you? He would say, I'm a blind man. That's what defines me. That's what I am and that's what I'm all about. And so when the conversation starts, they meet up, Jesus and his apostles meet up with this blind man and the apostles start asking, why is this man blind? Uh, what brought this on? Was he a sinner or uh, was his parents a sinner? And the reason they're asking that is because that was um, kind of a theological understanding at that time. If you have an a infirmity, then it was due to sin. Um, and Jesus straightens that all out and says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happens so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. That is a big answer in all of our lives. Who am I? Well, I am the person that God is transitioning from who I was into who I'm becoming so that his work will be apparent in my life. Isn't that beautiful? The story goes on then from there, and Jesus actually does heal this man. The religious authorities are totally uh, at a loss to what's going on, and mostly because their hearts are so hard. Even when the miracle happens in front of their eyes, even though they witness it and see the reality of God's work in this man's life, their hearts would not allow them to see the truth. And so they start um, interrogating the, the blind man, and then they bring the parents in. And the parents too, they're like, this is our, this is our son. And yes, he was blind, and we don't know what happened, and we're just gonna leave it at that. And so you wonder, if you asked his parents, who is your son? And they're, you know, gosh, I would imagine that they would replay uh, all the years that the young man has been alive. And what they would most often point to is his blindness. Because in those days, again, his blindness would have kept him from work and all kinds of finding a spouse and all kinds of other sort of things that was uh, the parents, I'm sure, hoped for in great ways. But because they saw him as blind, he had much less worth until Jesus came on the scene. But maybe the greatest one that we can look at today on how the people that are outside this blind man's life, outside of understanding who Jesus is, are trying to push this guy into an identity uh, of the world, really. And it's the religious authorities. They bring this man in and question him because they do not want to believe in the reality of Christ. They start uh, badgering him. And really, one of the, I think one of the great statements in, in the Bible is this man's testimony. They say, what happened to you? And he says, here's what I know. I was blind, and now I see. <laughs> I love that statement because you don't have to be a, a Greek philosopher to have the truth of the matter, that our identity is found when Jesus Christ walks up on the scenes and changes us from one person to another. And so the scripture I want to read to you then is at the end of the, this chapter 9. And Jesus comes, and now the, the, the parents have walked away, the religious authorities walked away, and the blind man is just sitting there, and he has to be asking the question, I was blind, and now I see, and now who am I? Ah, Jesus walks in. 
He had heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man said. Tell me that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Isn't that just a remarkable chapter on the understanding of the new identity that we have when Christ comes into our lives? The man knew full well he was no longer blind, but he'd never walked in this place now where he has sight, where he can see clearly. His life is dramatically changed, and he doesn't know who he is, and Jesus comes in and said, you no longer have spiritual or even physical blindness, but you have a new identity in me. And the man realized what happened, and he falls down, and he worships the Savior of the world. We don't have to have it all figured out on the different changing seasons of our lives. But what we do need to know is that Jesus Christ has come into the world to take away the blindness and the infirmities of us all. And because of that, we can find a place in this life where the identity never changes, but we are found in his loving arms. Folks, I'm excited about this week, and I hope you are too, as we mull over the scriptures and we just pray that the Spirit teaches us uh, from God's word. So we hope you can come back tomorrow, and God willing, we'll be here as well. So let's say a prayer, and we're going to head out into that day. Here, dear Heavenly Father, oh my gosh, this is such an exciting week um, with this big question, who am I? But over and over and over again, you not only answer it in Scripture, but you answer it in the lives of people like me, Angie, and I'm sure many of the listeners as well, who all we can really say has happened is that we were blind, but now we see because of your love in our lives. God, let us go out in this day and let us see clearly how you lead and where you want us to be. Help us to always remember our identity is in Christ and Christ alone. We pray these things in his powerful name. We love you, Lord. Amen. Take care, my friends. Uh, God willing, we'll see you tomorrow, okay? Bye.